The Warriors All 82 podcast is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Warriors ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. The app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets who knows you might even get to see some extra basketball knicks warriors overtime great stuff hello and welcome back to another edition of the warriors all 82 podcast um this might have been the worst of the 82 uh, as far as losses go for the warriors they got um you know it was overtime they came back from 22 down they lost to the Knicks. Same Knicks who have lost 10 in a row. Same Knicks who fired their coach recently. Same Knicks who are the poster child for a tire fire in the NBA. So I had to bring on Marcus Thompson to talk about um, just a really bad stretch of basketball from the Warriors. I mean, not that it's like, you know, we're following it, but um, I don't know. It's just, it's just not good. I mean, do we expect... We kind of knew they were the worst team in the league, right? They're like, not, though. The roster we saw tonight had 13 healthy players. They had two very recent all-stars. The Knicks didn't have that. They had a better roster than the Knicks tonight. They had a better roster than the Grizzlies the other night. They have a better roster than the Hawks, than the Hornets. They're 0-2 against the Hornets this year. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we've excused a lot of losses this season, understandably. They, they, in the last 11 days, have lost to five terrible lottery teams that I think they're better than at least three of them. They've got more talent. I don't think they're better. <laughs> I just, I mean, they look like a mess out there, right? Like, they look like defensively they're not. It feels like they, they're a team that has to get up for you. They got to get up. They got to play. They got to max out. We've seen them play some good teams close. They're just a mess. Like uh, you're watching Marcus Morris look like an MVP candidate. Thirty-eight, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't even really just thirty-eight. It wasn't like he just. I mean, he did get hot from three, but he, it was just like, yo, clear out, give Marcus Morris the ball, and they couldn't stop him. We're talking about Marcus Morris Senior here. We're not talking about Kevin Durant, right? So, like, D'Angelo Russell was just awful defensively, and he was taking terrible shots, like the passing, the turnovers. Alec Burks wasn't great for large portions of the night. You know, it's just they're just they're a mess is what they are. Like schematically, energy wise, like chemistry, they're a mess. So I understand the talent. Like you're right, you know. But I'm just saying I think too too often because we got they had eight players for a while and they were playing good teams. They were like battling the Celtics at home and it was like oh a scrappy loss. Like we got into this mindset, particularly also because the season no longer kind of matters. Like nightly results don't matter. We got into this mindset of like oh a loss whatever. They just you know they just couldn't do it. They didn't have the manpower. Like they've had the manpower recently. They are just. You know, Steve Kerr rightly, I think, was getting uh, praised for some of the stuff he's doing. Now it's kind of flipped the other way. The more bodies they're getting back, the worse they look. The more veteran bodies they get back, right? The more experienced player bodies they get back, the worse they look. I think even with the veterans, even with the insertion of the, you know, the healthy bodies, the talented players, they kind of, it actually makes them have to redo that kind of chemistry they built when there was eight of them, right? They kind of got to now 
start over. I mean, Jordan Jordan Poole's not playing. Jacob Evans, Damian Lee, Kevon Looney, they got to be worked back in. Uh, eventually, I, Willie Colley-Stein might not be starting anymore. Like, they got to figure out now what that 9-10 man rotation is with all the players back. So, like they're like I said, they just well, watching them play. They look like a mess. They look like a mess against Memphis. They look, look disorganized. They don't look like they're hustling. They just look like a mess out there. And you know, keep in mind, Eric Pascal, who was a big part of the success that they were having, like he's not. He hasn't been good. Has sprinted into the wall. That rookie wall. Uh, yeah. A little early for the rookie wall, would you say? You would, but also like. You, when you think about the workload that he was getting compared to like typical, what a typical up to February, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just staggered right now. I mean, he could probably use a few games off, honestly. Clearly, he's got the hip tightness. He only played 17 minutes tonight, 17 bad minutes, and then they kind of rested him. He was getting ice uh, on his hip, struggling with size, which was always kind of the worry with him offensively coming into the league because of his size. Jaron Jackson uh, kind of. Yes. Oh, man, just brutalized him. Couldn't get a shot off, it felt like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when they played in Memphis and won earlier in the year, when I'm talking about the, the better, uh, you know, portion of how they were playing, like he had an and one on Jaron Jackson. He had a kind of a little fadeaway. I don't know. He just looks tired. Like the way he's even running back down court, either, you know, when he's transitioning from offense to defense, he just kind of looks like uh, the schedule's kind of getting to him. Because, you know, he's a- he was averaging like 33 minutes for this team and like, you know, 16 shots a game. Yeah, you can see he's, like, arguing. You know, he's taking that moment to argue with the calls. Every jumper he misses is short, and every jumper he's looking at the ref, like, yeah, on the wrist. On the wrist, everyone. That's that's fatigue talking, right? <laughs> that's, that's fatigue talking. And that was a big deal, though, because, you know, where else are they getting 20 points? The the options aren't aren't that big. So now it's D'Lo, Alec Burks, and they got to find another person who can go create offense and get a shot. Draymond's actually been playing better offense the last couple of games. Yeah, he has. The point Draymond, believe it or not, while they look bad, the point Draymond has looked pretty good. I, I do feel like, I will say this, he played well early this year. The uh, the struggles of recent, they coincide with D'Angelo Russell. Like, he's not been good. No, he hasn't. Um, he, he, was, he had a little a- ankle tweak. Um, basically, right after Steph had the hand injury, and that m- made him miss a few games. Then he came back in Minnesota, had that 52-pointer right in front of uh, the entire front office that's, like, salivating over the possibility of, of getting him. Um, and then, you know, right after that, it was like 33, 34, 30, whatever. Um, and then he had the thumb injury, uh, the Celtics game at home, and he missed nine games. And ever since he's come back from that, He's just kind of he's moving a little sloth like out there, um, and which you know he's never been a quick burst player, but uh, you know he, like he got 32 tonight. He hit the game tying three in the corner. He had some moments, but overall he's been a negative player because, uh, like you said, the blow buys at time defensively. John Mor- John Morant went by him a few times the other night, um, and then the sloppy turnovers, the quick shots. Um, you're right. I mean. It, and isn't he kind of uh, the premier storyline of the season is like what his value is as this thing kind of moves along? Oh, yeah, no question, which is, you know, like the the greatness of D'Lo, the, oh, get him, Robert Covington is too old, you got to get Giannis, right? Like this is the other side of that. This is the other side of, all right, calm down, get a couple role pieces and 
a late first rounder and you're good because he like when you when you're asking him to carry the load, he's gonna have stretches like this. He's coming off the pick and roll. Some, sometimes he's not even shoot like he wasn't even shooting. It's almost like he was throwing it up. It's like he's trying to get it up quick and they're hitting the front rim every time. He's forcing passes like in the pick and roll. He just he just hasn't been good and you know, you could see Draymond getting a little frustrated with him on the court. Like Very. Yeah, right? Like, come on, you know, hustle back. And he's patting his chest and putting his hand up. But, you know, you kind of need to do a little bit he's, more than that. He, yeah, he's very. He's good at, you know, the, the kind of the appearance of, you know, he's cheering well on the bench, that type of stuff. But, again, they, they're going to need more energy out of him. You know, it's curious to me as, as you know, Sunday is the day he um, – is eligible to be traded, and you know nobody thinks that he's going to be traded on Sunday. But it's just it, it can now become more of a conversation because not only can he be traded, every single free agent across the league that signed the summer can be. It opens up really the floodgates of possibilities. Um, but as we think about that more, like you know, you mentioned Robert Covington. Yes, D'Angelo Russell is a you know more valuable NBA player to so many franchises than Robert Covington. But if they were starting a Houston Rockets series in May, let's say, um, who would be a better play? Just, just, just. I'm not even talking picks. I'm not even talking side pieces like Josh Okoge. Like, couldn't you argue like Robert Covington would mean more to the Warriors in a in a Rockets series than D'Angelo Russell? I mean, considering the. A fully a full Warriors team with who else would be out there? Steph, Clay, and like what you would need and how you would need to advance in the playoffs. Yeah, because that third ball handler, playmaker, shooter is not as necessary as the guy who can the body you can throw at Russell Westbrook at James Harden. Yeah, you 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 need. I mean, Covington would be in that situation a poor man's version of Andre Iguodala, right? A guy who you can just say, all right, go guard this guy, go guard that guy. So in that sense, he's he's more like he would be more valuable in that series, and he's just he's a better fit, right? He's a better. They need they need fits. They don't need another guard. They need players in other positions that they don't have. So, like I get it, but at the same time, like he he go he run off three straight thirties. He'll be back. They'll they'll be covering him again, right? And we'll be talking post game. <laughs> like, you know, oh, D'Angelo Russell. I told you he's incredible, right? Like this. Yeah, and. Uh, Again, you know, sometimes we, we were viewing this team too much in the lens of, of what used to matter. You know, Rocket Series used to be the big thing. Um, and, yes, as they move forward. That Phoenix Sun Series, baby. <laughs> could be, could be, could be. I don't know. Where are you with the whole Russell experience? You know, obviously, you know, I kind of did that deep dive into him today that's on the site. Please go read. Please go subscribe to The Athletic. Um, he kind of understands where this could be heading um where do you think it should head i mean the i mean a lot of that depends on what you can get for him i I don't i'm i'm of the mind that he could be valuable on this team like if they could figure out a way for him to exceed to excel off the ball but there's no question he is most valuable to the Warriors as a trade piece, right? That there's that's not even like a doubt. What what he does, another team needs it more than the Warriors need it. Now, if you're saying this is the guy that's going to replace Steph Curry, then all right. But I don't think anybody's saying that. I don't think anybody's saying this is the guy you pass the torch to. So you're better off 
moving him. Like that's the most value. So it's seeing what you can get for him, seeing how many how many pieces you can get in return to bolster, you know, this for one last run with thirty year old Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Like that's the most use for him. I don't know now if if the market returns duds, do you, do you do it? You know, no, you don't. Because you can wait. I mean, it's like it's like you know you look at these winter meetings in baseball. It's not like there's some like firm deadline. Like you know, the Indians have to trade Lindor the summer. It's like no, if they don't like the package, they can push it along uh, until the summer. Push it along until the trade deadline. The Warriors could go into the summer, kind of balk at the Russell stuff and say, you know what, I want to see how he'll, he fits with Clay and Steph to start next year, and it could not work. And then you got the trade deadline. Like plenty of NBA championships were won by teams who weren't didn't look good during the season and made a you know remember the Rasheed Wallace deal you know like like trade deadline moves yeah, 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 yeah that's a good example so um you know i think in in zero way like in, obviously okay look if you, if you get a Bradley Beal straight up for a Russell offer in 3 weeks sure you make that trade but uh, we know that's not that type of offer's not going to be out there i don't think you rush trade him this season at all nope. i think you potentially try to get Steph back for let's say 20 games maybe even Clay for the last like seven and 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 just try to get a maybe a better view of how it might work on the court together then you head into the summer you get free from the hard cap which is very important with all these moves because that's a big deal because then you can just do even more maneuvering within a deal um and when you restructure the roster this summer you maybe decide, you know, maybe a pre-draft if you're packaging. Once you know what your pick is, that's yes. important too. You know, you need to to, to the get a draft lottery, baby. You haven't done a Warriors draft lottery, huh? Have you not. done a draft lottery? No, I covered yeah, the Thunder and Warriors. Lottery. You never been hype about the draft lottery, writing pieces about who's the Warriors going to yeah. represent. I'm typically covering the game where the draft lottery's at halftime. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Like, hey, who? What's going to be your good luck charm, Steph Curry, at the draft lottery? Yeah. I feel like Clay's probably gonna get sent. Oh, of course Clay's gonna get sent. I do think they they just can't trade him now. I mean, the deal will have to be perfect just because of the hard cap. It will have to be dollar for dollar, and that's gonna limit what you can get for him. I do think in the summer they'll be in position to take on somebody's contract, like to take on the player they want and a the contract they don't want. They'll be in position to do that, and that's maybe how you maximize D'Angelo Russell. I think. From reading your article today, a case could be made that, and then watching like Draymond get on him, and he's watching the film, and he's seeing like he's not that good. He's seeing his defense is not that good. He's probably seeing he's making some sketchy decisions on offense, and he all talked about learning from Steph Curry. If you, there's a case to be made that he might be interested. And learning how to play a complete game and learning how to play off the ball and learning how to be a part of the machine of the Golden State Warriors. And if that's the case, that buys you to February, right? If you don't get a good package, like, hey, I think the problem is if if you he's such an on ball player that now you got Steph and Clay and there could work it could work, but they gotta kinda build that chemistry and then you know what people are gonna say about Steph being off the ball the whole time, right? This is gonna be like can you know make can you get Steph the ball? And if you can like make that rotation, if you can be like, all right, Steph, you're on the ball, and D'Lo, you're off. Now that's a little bit easier to digest, especially if you're talking about a playoff series. But that's a lot of mental for him to handle, a lot of development, a lot of growth. He's 23, so I guess it's possible. Yeah, 
and and he's shown a bunch of growth. I mean, from 19. Uh, and and to me, right, you know, what you're talking about is we're seeing the pitfalls of of this lost season in a lot of ways. Where I think the part of the reason D'Angelo Russell came to the Warriors is because he wanted to learn and play within a very winning environment. And let's just not even uh, you know view this just in a D'Angelo Russell lens. Willie Cauley Stein came in here, and a lot of the talk about on that signing was, well, he's only played with the Kings. He's never been in a playoff game. He doesn't know how to win. Let's, you know, see him around Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. And, you know, we knew Clay wasn't going to play uh, at this point. But, um, and we, it, it's tough to judge Willie Cauley-Stein, although, you know, we can, <laughs> it's not I been great. Judgments. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> um, but, you know, who knows what benefit D'Angelo Russell, who clearly wanted, like you said, wanted to learn under this, could have gotten if, even if they made the first second round this season, if, uh, you know, maybe there would have been a bad, that first month with him and Steph. It already wasn't looking a little awkward in those first few games, but, you know, maybe we would be sitting here after this Knicks game, and right now they would be 12 and whatever, and we'd be like, you know, like the Russell Curry thing's starting to look a little bit better, you know, they're starting to kind of figure stuff out. He... And he's getting zero of that learning done right now. So that is where we see kind of the wasted part of this season. That's that's even with the good news, right? We need to see them. Like guys like Pascal, right? Kai Bowman. How are they in a situation where their roles are lessened now that guys are around? Can they still be effective? Like, can you imagine that? You came here to learn from this championship squad and you might only get this and then they ship you out? <laughs> it's like... Yo, I'm about to hand you 55 losses, and <laughs> goodbye. Have a good one. How about, like, Alec Burke's situation? He um, signs with the Thunder because he's like, all right, I want to be like kind of a kind of a bench scorer for the Thunder around Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And then Russell Westbrook and Paul George get traded like two days after you agree to sign. Okay, well, the Thunder let you out. All right, cool. Now I'm going to go to the Warriors. I'm going to be a bench scorer for them. And then, yeah, now this situation, and by the time the Warriors get healthy, I assume Alec Burks is probably going to, you know, he he will be one of the, uh, what, deck chairs on the Titanic where they're just, you know, kind of tossing it off to try to get value. Uh, Alec Burks is staying. You think that's so? My, that's my, that's my uh, Leandro Barbosa, Sean Livingston of the future. You really? Need that, you need that old head. Yeah, that dude gets to the cup. He don't finish that well. But he can get to the cup, and he got a mid-range, but I like his pace and his ball handling. Ding, ding, ding. Hi, this is the Philadelphia 76ers. We want to offer you a second-round pick, uh, Mr. Thompson. Are you taking that, that, though? They're not doing it. <laughs> They're not giving a second-round pick for – how old is Burks? 29, 30? Yeah, like 20, 28, 20, right? Yeah. So, yeah, anybody giving up a second-round pick for a 30-year-old? Second-round pick? I mean, like a Philadelphia 76ers second-round pick is like 54. Yeah. You taking that? Yes. Nah, I'm keeping it. I'm taking it because guess what else you gain? A roster spot. Guess what they need right now? Roster spots. Damian Lee and Kai Bowman are in need of a roster spot. <laughs> they need you know, they when 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 they get their full team healthy, they'll need somebody who come off the bench and get them 15 points. That's what they need. We'll get back to the podcast in a second. But you ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? The ones that barely hit shelves? The answer is StockX. Yes, sir. Right over there. Random fan. You are correct. It's StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Hey, bro. Do you use StockX? Yes, because with StockX, there's no hassle. StockX handles the exchange of every transaction, so you never have to worry about legit buyers or sellers. StockX has you covered. Hey, bro. That's whore. 
You're right, random fan, it is. StockX ensures authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. StockX has removed all the risk from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random buyer or seller again. You think you're going to use StockX, random fan? Definitely, them fans kind of hard. You're right. StockX has an exciting offer for the athletic listeners. Use promo code BBALL2019 for 20% off. I shouldn't say 20% off. For $20 off your next purchase. You can visit StockX.com slash BBALL for more information. You doing it, random fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's get back to the podcast. So there's a veteran free agent available this summer. Uh, his name's Alec Burks. You can just sign him in the summer. Yeah, no. <laughs> His name is Alec Burks. Facts, yeah, he could. Hey, man, we gotta we gotta have a better time this time. Can you come yeah, back? Yeah, we swear it'll be That's more. The fun. last thing you want then is for him to go to Philly and go to play in the playoffs and all that. He gotta stay in Philly, and then you back like hoping, you know, Jordan Crawford can come out of retirement or something. Like you, you live in too much in like two thousand. 13, who's 11, basketball. Who's, who's the last dude could come get 15 points off the bench reliably for the Warriors? I mean, but those don't not exist out there. You can go. Like who? Like, they, they can't find one. Go get uh, Terrence Ross. I'm, I'm an advocate of Terrence Ross. But Terrence Ross, didn't he take a bunch of money? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he, he, got, he got paid. He ain't coming here. Not for, what did he He didn't get like a one-year deal, right? Wasn't it like two or three? Maybe Lee can... Man, maybe not score like how Burks can score. I like I I particularly like the guy who can get to the rim when the starters are jump shooters, right? Like I I like the contrast of being able to change the pace, somebody get to the rim, somebody open court. So that's just you know if you're gonna go get Jeremy Lin, then I'm like, all right, let's do it. More likely part of the Warriors' future: Alec Burks or Glenn Robinson. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Alec Burke. I personally think Glenn Robinson from a personality standpoint and a defensive yeah, versatility. But yeah, Steve probably won him. Steve loves Glenn probably Robinson. Probably won him more. Yeah, but if I, I'm still saying. But if I, you're GM, we know. I'm saying Andre Iguodala's coming back, so you don't need Glenn Robinson. But, I mean, Andre is coming back at age whatever after basically taking a year off. Like, after I, the year off, yeah, he's fresh. He's coming back 29. I almost, you know, especially Glenn Robinson, I think it's only 25, 26. Like, when you want both, especially in the modern NBA. If I told you you could have six Andre Robertsons, or, I mean, Andre Iguodala's, you would take all six, you know? Like, they they just all fit together in this modern NBA. Yeah. Some of that would be, I don't know, judging by Ethan, there are no wings in the draft, but I think they can get another, get a, get a couple wings. The draft expert Ethan Strauss, you're right? The Australian draft expert. There, I just there like, are no wings in the Australian league. That's his problem. Those <laughs> are the only games he watches. <laughs> I just I like a dude who can get a bucket. I like that. Who can get me a bucket? Can Clay Robinson get you a bucket? Better than I thought. He could hit the open corner three. He's had some twenty point games this year. He's shooting like uh, he's a catch you know. and shoot guy. He's a finisher slasher. I just like somebody. Bur- I mean, Burks is a better like I like you said, just like pure. I'm gonna go get mine, um, but. Is he who is more likely on the court in a rocket series? Not to, not to bring it back to the thing I said we shouldn't Dude, do, Alex which is, is on the court, man. Up tempo, getting buckets. Alex Barbosa was on the court when we didn't think he would be on the court. 
Yeah. Alec, I'm telling you, Alec Burks is my new Rodney Stuckey, man. That's my guy, Alec Burks. They won't, they won't, they won't sign Jamal Crawford because he's 39 years old. Which, all right, the league is not signing Nobody Jamal Crawford. <laughs> so Alec Burks, he's like 29. He's like shaved 10 years. Get you some buckets. And he's paying his dues right now. He earned his stripes. He is. Don't trade him for for what? So you can get who? You, you know who else? He's more get? for the roster spot than the pick. Send Kaibo over to the G League. Right, he'll be fine. He'll be there next year. We still got his, still got his terms. Who are you trying to keep, Marquise Chris? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm right, I'm right about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's making it. He's definitely making it tough for him. Right, he's definitely. But you can also keep him. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just. Well, keep I mean, him. then it would be to try to trade Cauley Stein to to open up the roster spot instead of Burgs. But that's. Who's more likely to be on this roster next year, Alec Burks or Willie Cauley-Stein? I got some breaking news for you. Willie Cauley-Stein has what you call a player option. So if Willie Willie Cauley-Stein wants to be on this roster, I mean, they could could, ship his butt. He will be attached right next to D'Angelo Russell and sit out. I'm not ready to send Russell out. Until February 2021. I'm talking about next year. Yeah. No, I, know. I, I, know. I, know. I think they'd move on from him in a heartbeat. Cauley Stein? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, although, again, I mean, like, I would have liked to see him with Curry and, like, the fuller roster and spacing and as a switch defender, which I think he fits a switching style better than uh, some of the other kind of janky defenses. They've tried a bunch of zone this year, uh, and he's just, you know, that's just not his speed. But, all right, Marcus, I probably held you too long. Just after this thrilling Knicks game. Um, actually, it was a pretty good game, but who cares? It was, it was, it was a good game. Uh, I don't know why they didn't fight. It's, it's two bad teams keeping the other team in the game. That's what it was. Keeping the other team in the game long enough to make some plays. Right? You should have seen the Knicks. I was I was in the hallway when the Knicks walked out. Man, they were proud. Like They had that swag. You know, they they walked out. They high five and Frank. We, we saw Mike Miller's first coaching win. Right? We did, huh? We did see Mike. That's his first coaching win, huh? They'd lost ten in a row. I forgot he was. I forgot he wasn't part of the the four wins from from before. But yeah, it was just like Marcus Morris is walking out. Like he's got fans. Oh, Marcus like, Morris. Uh, he was the man Marcus, tonight, yo. Marcus Morris didn't care about the W. Marcus Morris cared about that thirty-eight ball. Yeah, he 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 was the man tonight. They was, he was waiting shooting for like forty-eight percent from three. This league year. leader, yep, what? unbelievable. That's another guy you could get next year. Yeah, except he's going to be asking for like 18 mil. You going to pay him 18 mil? Cool. Two, Where? Two what? years, 36. You're going to have to like... Th- anyway. <laughs> um, tell the people to subscribe to The Athletic, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's an excellent story about D'Angelo Russell. He's talking about the video with, with Nick Young. He's talking about Brooklyn. He's talking about Byron Scott. Yeah, it's a great story. You might as well go go ahead and subscribe. Theathletic.com slash Bay Area. Tell them about our series we got right now in the Warriors. Oh, uh, Dynasty Interrupted. Our, our deep dives into the development of the Warriors Young Corps. This season is not a waste. And we are going to examine what exactly they are doing behind Every the scenes. Every angle. Every angle. What angles have we hit? I did a Draymond one. We had a uh, little player development one. Yeah, we got a little intro into the player development. We got the uh, – mine was kind of eh, – it was all right. 
Yours was about kind of the last time that they had yeah, one of these the, seasons. The mindset, why they feel like they can do it. Uh, we, got, we got a couple coming in the I know a Pascal one, you know, what are they doing to try to, uh, you know, reconfigure him back into a fully loaded team. Um, we got some stuff coming up. Yeah. Keep it tuned to the Athletic. I, I believe we've had a lot of really good Warriors coverage, even in a bad season, from, from all of us. I told you, covering a losing team is good. It has, I, I, I've, really, I've enjoyed it, uh, to be honest. I like I like it. You get to meet you get to meet a whole new team and say you were there from the beginning. When they win a championship, they would look at you Slater and they would be like, "You were there when we were trash." Wow! When they win a championship, he's which year? Twenty twenty one. Wow! <laughs> wow! Twenty twenty five. It all depends on you. We have to meet about two more teams before the twenty twenty five title. All right, Marcus Thompson, thank you for coming on, and I will talk to you. I'm not going to Salt Lake, so I will not talk to you from Salt Lake. I'll talk to you Sunday. Kings are in town.